Hello and welcome to your weekly five minutes of intercourse with Dr. Don, because we all need to talk at least a little about sex. Let's spend this week's five minutes of intercourse answering a question. Is sex really everywhere. So what do you think? Is sex everywhere? As a sex researcher, writer, and professor, and for that matter, as a man, people say this to me a lot, especially with adding the line, these days. If we're going to determine whether it's possible for sex to be everywhere, then we're first going to have to determine exactly what sex is. May I make a confession? I love Google because I can use it to research just about anything related to sex. And I especially love Google Scholar, which narrows searches to just scientific studies. Okay, that's just plain weird. But for this week's intercourse, neither Google nor Google Scholar is going to be of much help to us. Because if you type into Google, what is your definition of sex? You won't find a single direct result. And that's a pretty hard thing to do, considering Google gets over 3 billion searches per day. Sure, this search yields plenty of Webster and urban type of dictionary definitions of sex, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for your definition of sex. So, what is your definition of sex? I really want to know. Share it with me in the comment section. Specifically, finish this sentence. Sex is... Write it down. Film it. Attach it to a carrier pigeon. Do whatever you need to in order to make your definition of sex real, concrete, and outside of your head. Now that you know your definition of sex, May I ask some questions about it? Does your definition of sex include doing it? And if it does, to address this week's main question, does that mean people are doing it everywhere? Does your definition of sex include talking about it? And if it does, does that mean people are talking about sex everywhere? Is nudity part of your definition of sex? And if it is, does that mean people are naked everywhere? You thought a bunch of naked images were going to be popping around my head, didn't you? It appears sex is a lot of things. When world-renowned psychologist David Buss and his colleagues asked people the simple question, why do you have sex? He found them to respond with more than 230 unique reasons. Interestingly, men's and women's reasons for having sex did not significantly differ from one another, with eight of their top ten reasons being exactly the same. The most frequent reasons we have sex have a common theme, and it's not reproduction, it's pleasure. Although our intuition may say otherwise, reproduction has relatively little to do with driving our sexuality. A thought experiment will prove this point. Calculate the number of times you've had sex 
and will be having sex over your lifetime. Now with this number, take two numbers from it. The number of times you had sex for the sole purpose of reproduction and the number of times you had sex for the sole purpose of pleasure. Which number is greater? The number of times you had sex for babies or the number of times you had sex for fun? David Buss and his colleagues did find reproduction as one of the reasons people listed for having sex, but it didn't even make it as one of the top 100 reasons. And staying away from STIs didn't make it on the list at all. Yet, these are the top two topics we teach in abstinence-based sex education classes. It's no wonder that abstinence-based sex education is often associated with increasing sexually transmitted infection in unwanted pregnancy rates. If you want your children or adolescents or yourself or anyone of any age to make educated decisions about having sex or not having sex, Buss's data make perfectly clear the topics that need to be addressed and the topics that are insignificant. The components of sex are obviously comprehensive, as are the reasons for having it. So I think we've answered this week's question. Sex can be everywhere, because sex can be just about anything. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Sex is not everything. Is a blowjob sex? Wait, before you answer this question, I'm going to share a little video with you of our 42nd president. May I present to you Mr. William Jefferson Clinton. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Was Mr. Clinton lying? Wait, before you answer this question, let's look at some data. When research psychologist Michael Barnett and his colleagues asked college students whether oral intercourse was equal to having sex, less than half of students defined oral intercourse as a sexual behavior. And nearly one out of every four college students defined oral intercourse as a form of abstinence. In addition to oral intercourse, Barnett and his colleagues asked college students whether 13 other behaviors were sexual, related to virginity, and related to abstinence. For example, 92% of college students defined vaginal intercourse as being a sexual behavior, but only 15% of college students define mutual masturbation as being a sexual behavior. So what do you think? Is a blowjob a sexual behavior? And is Bill a liar? How about we extended Barnett studies to include behaviors like writing a poem, or for that matter, reading a poem. Are these sexual behaviors? How about viewing pornography, or fantasizing, flirting, dreaming, or being a nudist? Are any of these sexual behaviors? How about watching a video of a guy talking about sex? Is this a sexual behavior? How could we even begin to address these questions? 
if our definitions of sex were narrow and constrictive. So far this week's intercourse, I've had Google, you, the general population, college students, and even Bill Clinton finish the sentence, sex is dot, dot, dot. Let's end this week's five minutes of intercourse by having scientists finish this sentence. The rule of thumb to follow for a good scientific definition of sex is simple. Allow for it to be comprehensive. With this in mind, sex is a form of communication driven by intimacy to achieve biological, psychological, or sociological fulfillment. My time is nearly up this week, about three minutes ago. Let me end with a promise and a question. I promise in the coming weeks, we'll begin fully exploring the drives, the goals, and the communication that compose our scientific definition of sex. But before I do that, and much more importantly, let me ask you again, what's your definition of sex? Thanks for watching. If you could rate this video, I'd appreciate it. Like us on Facebook at 5MI Weekly and follow us on Twitter. If you have suggestions about intercourse topics, then leave your ideas in the comment section or send those suggestions on Twitter to at 5MI underscore weekly using the hashtag 5MI topics. If I use your ideas for an intercourse, then I promise I'll be sending you a free copy of Being, my book on happiness.